Hi guys, it's your host Matilda. Hi guys, it's your co-host for the summer, Imama. And you're listening to the African Lipso podcast. So on the episode today, we have a guest, Catherine Woguti. Am I pronouncing it right? Yes, you pronounced it very well. Hey, Ooh. shout out. O'Shea Pan-Africanism and all that fun that's stuff. Right, that's right, that's <laughs> right. So um, yeah, Catherine has an initiative called the Debt Conference. Before <laughs> we get into anything, Catherine, how was your week? Well, my week has been very busy. How come? However, it's been about moving and moving because my work contract is coming to an end. I'm hey. moving back to Ottawa. So the week has been very... You're moving back to where? To Ottawa. Oh, okay. Where yes. were you? I was in a small city called Pembroke. Oh, I know where that is. Yeah, it's it's really small. Yeah. She's telling me about it. You're telling mm-hmm. me that it has a population smaller than the university that we went to. Exactly. Wow. Yeah, and it's it's very white. Hot? White. Exactly. White? Oh, Caucasian. She'll get, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get. So I don't know how you survived there. Like, what work were you doing there? I was doing electrical engineering work. Hmm. I was serving as a testing and debugger for hearing aids. <gasps> so, That's so cool. Yeah. Two companies I've been working with. Do you really want to move to Pembroke? This one that you're Googling things. <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I would not mind. It's just outside Ottawa. It's not too far out. How far out is Pembroke? An hour and a half. Yeah, it's not too far. Okay, terrible. that's not bad at all. Okay, okay. You're right. Yes, you're right. Yes. How about you guys? How was your week then? I appreciate you. Oh, it was good. It was, it's actually picking up. Like, I had a review with my manager today and I'm actually surviving. That's good. Yeah, we thank God for growth. Bro, I'm so Considering that me. there has been like lots of complaints. Yes, yes, yes. But we I'm adjusting. For growth. How about good. you? Um, my week has been pretty good. Um, you just your good your- just got her license. So you can basically call me Vin Diesel at this point. So Imama <laughs> Vin Diesel Egonu, we move. This nigga came home and she was like... <laughs> Guess who's the new Vin Diesel in town? Exactly. Honestly, catch me in your latest Fast and Furious movie. Just putting it well, out there that I now have my driver's license. So, yeah. So basically. you can move a car. I can move a car. You're, you're Vin Diesel. I am Vin Diesel. Okay. So but that's, yeah, that's another discussion for another day. Yes. yes. <laughs> but yeah, so my week has been pretty good. Um, I'm going for Caribana this weekend. Hey. So that's going to be fun. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it. It's, it's been good. Yeah, it's been great. Nice. Yeah. So like, let's get into it, like into the dev conference. So like, I'm going to talk about how I know Catherine. I know her from first year. She was my physics lab partner. Oh, <laughs> physics, that terrible course. But that aww. course was terrible. I still don't know what happened at the end of that. But then what did you get at the end? I shall pass. I think I got like a C or something. Don't I don't ask know me how, questions. but I just remembered it. It was, 
It was a very tragic moment in my life. Why would you University was a very tragic moment in my life. Why would you put that on? <laughs> no, I didn't do, I didn't do horrible, mm-hmm. but I don't know what I did in the course. Fair enough. Yeah. So I knew Catherine from first year and she was my lab partner. And then I was like, I told you guys in first year, I was like so serious. Like I was like, I need to get an A. I need to be amazing. But Catherine was like, always like chill, bro. <laughs> she's like you're doing too much (laughs) and now she's the one doing too much i don't understand (laughs) how the tables have turned so Catherine, could you tell us a bit about the debt conference most people when they hear debt they think it's about money they try to run away from it but simply debt is an acronym for development education business and technology Hmm. i started this I don't know if this is the moment for me to tell you how it started and what Yeah, it's about. tell us, tell us, walk us through. Well, so in my second year, I discovered that I had taken electives in political science, which is my second degree. Eh. At that time, I was so busy with life and so busy with school. So the only thing I could do was create a small club for me to be able to meet up with people in English, psychology, business, law, engineering, and as we kept growing and growing and growing, started sharing ideas. The first time we were about, I would say, 18 people at the first conference. That's a lot. That's a lot for the first conference, yeah. And these were classmates from both fields and also friends from different faculties. And from there and there, we started growing and growing and growing. And now we're spreading it internationally. Hey, I know you guys went to Uganda not too long ago, eh? Ooh. Yes, we were just in Uganda. Yeah. So what exactly do you guys talk about when you go to the DEC conference? Like what what kind of topics do you guys address? And is it like a TED talk kind of setup? It's like a TED setup. Okay. But now you people understand that the youth are the leaders of today. So we have knowledge of certain ideas that we want. For example, the engineers are like, you guys, let's build this. Lawyers are like, no, this cannot be done because according to law, this and this shall be done. Mm-hmm. The doctors are like, engineers, can you help us build these robots? Those are the kind of conversations we have oh. where we come together and we say, how can we make nations better? So kind of like an interdisciplinary talk. So you can tackle like each topic, but from different professions. Exactly. That's really cool. Do you think that it's because you took political science and then you had an engineering degree? Like, do you think you were able to see, okay, like you can have an engineering degree, but then how do you make things practical? Do you think that played a big role in you starting it up? I would say yes and no. Yes, because I was exposed to presentations when I got into political science. And no, because uh, I have been exposed to an international background. And I always like to make the place where I'm from much better. In school, we're not taught how to make money. But we need the social intelligence. Now, the social intelligence is what comes at the debt conference. I know you were part of like the UN model. UN was that it? Yes, I was part of that. I was part of the Commonwealth Heads of Government, and you sit down and you're trying to tackle issues. Mm. What exactly does the model UN do? That's a great question. Yeah, because like I mean, 
Yeah, what? Yeah, what? Like the model UN in Carlton, or just the model UN in general? Model UN in general, like what? What do they do exactly? They sit down and just have conversations. Is that what it is? No, it's like a platform that was offered to people who want to know what the UN is like. So my first time to do the model UN was when I was in year thirteen before I joined university. They train you to act like you're the ones. The United Nations making Security Council, economic, oh, social, and you uh, discuss world issues, global issues. Is that, that what the UN does? Like, they sit down and just discuss world yeah, issues. Yeah, discuss world issues and stuff, and they try to like you know come up with solutions. Exactly. So like send people out there to do this, do that, like you know, okay, send aids and all that fun stuff because they have funds and everything set up. Yeah. Oh, I think I'll excel in that position. <laughs> I can I can do the talking parts. I don't know. <laughs> but that's really cool. Do you so do you think that played a really big role in like your idea of the dead conference? Basically sitting down to discuss um like ideas of what's going on and then try to solve the problems with your discussions. Growing up as a young lady, I've always had a dream using my voice to make a difference in the world. Wow. But I did not grant that opportunity until I had to make my own opportunity mm. for other people. Um, at the moment, we've been doing career guidance to schools. For example, in April, we traveled to Holland. We traveled to Nairobi, Kenya. We traveled to Rwanda. Did you go Uganda. with all of them? Like- yes. <gasps> Are you guys it's recruited? <laughs> Catherine is actually always traveling. Are you I recruited? Think it's so Can cool. I come? <laughs> this Please is a genuine question. I know I sound like I'm joking, but I'm serious. They're not just traveling, but they're actually making it. <laughs> no, I can't. What? I can't make a difference. I too, as a young girl, had a dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So what did you guys do when you traveled to these places? That was in April. We mainly went to high schools. And we were speaking to students, you know, before you go to university, it's either you're following your dream or your parents' dream. Mm. <laughs> and we're encouraging the students to go for their dream, to be brave and do things, get involved, that kind of mannerism. Do you see it as a society in like schools or is it just like a one-time thing that you guys do? Is it just you're holding like workshops? Like what's the structure of the DEA conference like or, or the DEA association? Because it's, the conference is just like a small part of what the whole association is about, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. I mean, um, we've been growing. Initially, we've been having conferences where people sit. But to spice it up now, thought about what exactly can we do? So we started doing entertainment wherever we go. We make the students feel part of it. We give them the microphone and ask them, what do you think you want to do in the next 10 years? How do you think you want to impact the world? Oh, so do you like go to like this different countries and cities to have the conference there? Or do you go there to like set up clubs and associations? Clubs and associations. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Yeah, that's what I was trying to understand before. So like in all those places that you've been to, so like Kenya, Holland and all of those fun places, in those schools right now there are like debt um associations there. Yes, there's debt there. Oh. That's cool. That's, that's really actually cool. really good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's very impactful. 
Thank you. I appreciate it. Honestly, I'm serious about the whole recruiting thing. If y'all are recruiting, <laughs> I promise I'm trying to make a change in the world too. But honestly, we'll talk after. I'll send you my number. Let me actually follow you. You guys are about to travel and make differences. Amen. Yeah, so how did you get this? Like, how did it start? Like, how did you get it off the ground? Especially because you, you started as a student, right? And at that point, you were juggling two majors, engineering as one, first of all. I don't know how you did it, but like, walk us through like how that was like when the idea came to you and you're like, I'm going to do this. But then as a student, how did you do that? You know, it was very funny. That I remember I just finished my exam on the 24th of April and I told one of my friends, I think I'm ready to do a conference. They said, when? They said 29th. They're like, dude, you have only four days. How is that going to happen? I said, I'm going to make it happen. Within four days, I printed posters, got random speakers, and the first conference I financially sponsored it by myself because I had saved up some oh. money from that semester. So financially, I sponsored it myself with no help from anybody because when you have a dream, you find money. Mm. Amen. Amen. That's that. That's a quote, right? There. Yeah. When you have a dream, you find <laughs> you money. Find money. <laughs> Can the money also Second find me? But. <laughs> Second conference is when one of the execs from Carlton University Student Association noticed and they asked me, do you need any help? They said, I need a venue, I need money. They told me, we got you. They directed me through the steps. By the third conference, I started getting sponsorship. Fifth conference, I had sponsorship from the Graduate Student Association. And people who were believing in my dreams started donating money. By the ninth conference, we actually paid tuition for students as a give back. Wait, you, you paid tuition for students? Yes, just students in Guinea. In Guinea? In Guinea. Wow. Yes. wow. Wait, so how did you raise that money? Uh, we had a couple of tech sales on campus, fundraising events. We charged a couple of people at the door towards as the conference grew. Oh, as the conference grew. So like people paid to come to the conference? Yes. Yeah. Ah, that yep. makes sense. I just kind of always thought it was a free thing at the back of my mind. I didn't really think. I guess the first that. one was probably like free, right? But as you guys grew, you started like charging something, but then it's still going towards something that makes sense, right? Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Okay, Catherine, you're really making a difference. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I guess this is a good segue into like one of the discussions I wanted us to have today about basically, um, how like nowadays in our generation, it's so common for us to like talk about problems. We talk not just amongst ourselves, but we talk on Twitter. We have highlighted so many problems that have existed since before us even. And we just have conversations. We're a very conversational generation. Mm-hmm. And even in those conversations, sometimes we even Come up with like solutions for a lot of the problems. Well just say my name at this point. Because <laughs> <laughs> the, the shoe shade fits. is heavy, if but okay. <laughs> the shoe fits. But yeah, we have conversations in surplus, but I think it has been really hard for us to move those conversations into actual action, mm. into making like the actual difference. And I thought it was a good conversation to have with you, especially because the debt conference is very heavily about like talking and then coming up with solutions for things, but the conversations we've had earlier today has basically shown us that you guys are not just talking you're actually putting things into action right and like trying to make the difference that you are talking about right but 
how do you think as your average person who doesn't have a dream <laughs> sorry i'm joking but like who um who doesn't have as much willpower i guess as like because everything to to start a dev conference to start all these initiatives requires a lot it requires putting in a lot i'm sure you can relate with that yeah so like how can your average person actually make a difference my opinion on that to answer your question the uh, first step that anyone has to take is realize what kind of generation we're in. You know, we've had what we call the baby boomers, the Gen X generation. Knowing ourselves right now, we're in the Gen X generation, the tech age. To solve any issues in the world at the moment, we have to solve them using tech. And that's the reason why we sit down in these conferences and tell the lawyers and emphasize to the lawyers, emphasize to the sociologists, emphasize to the engineers. Everything is going to be taken the next 10 years. Everything is going to be robotic. The problem is going to be solved not by human beings, but by uh, robots and by computers. So in terms of re-answering your question of how can we put things into action, action can be done by realizing what is going to happen in the next few years, what should be done. Like how? For example, speaking from my point of view as an electrical engineer, I know that in the next years, we are not going to have, um, we are not going to have people working for us in supermarkets. We are going to have to create software, hardware, where people automatically just press something and it's already happening. But we don't see it because other generation is exiting slowly by slowly, slowly by slowly. Now, the reason we go to high school students is because they are going to be our leaders. And if we're not careful, these young people are going to be in control of us because the reality is technology is going to be in control of us in the next couple of years. And that's the first step to take action is to realize that that's the fact. Instead of talking and talking and talking and talking, let us start doing, let us start inventing, let us start creating awareness. Those are the steps I would answer for terms of action. So you don't think that the conversations that we have like right now are going to lead to like any change? The conversations should mainly be about awareness. It's crazy because we, sense? yeah, it does. It's crazy because we were talking about awareness, like on our last episode. Like I kept asking mm. the question of like, what would awareness like? Do? What what does awareness do? Like even if we have the conversations over and over and when we're aware of it, what is that going to change? Where is that physical change from knowing? Uh, what is your perspective on awareness actually? Like, I was just going to say, I feel like it's kind of like what we said in the last episode. Like, awareness kind of leads to empowerment. Because it's like, you're aware, now you're empowered as to what you need to do, what has to be done. What had, well, in that case was like, what had been done. And like, you know, basically how to move forward, how to use that, what happened to basically empower you going forward. And it would also help you in this case, if you're aware of basically where we're headed. It kind of empowers you to know what to do and why you need to do it sooner. So it's basically kind of leads back to the whole empowerment thing because now you're empowered to do more and do do fast like do it fast like do it right now 
Yeah. Yes, because awareness is like warning instructions. It's like a Bible that gives instructions. Tells you do not talk, do not throw it down, do not put in water. Mm-hmm. Awareness is having the knowledge, the wisdom to surpass what's in front of you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think in this generation that we're living, that should be the first step in taking action. Yeah, no, I know. I agree. I actually really I agree. agree. I, I agree. Obviously, like on here, I come here and I play devil's advocate. I understand the importance of awareness. Or do you? Oh, I really do. <laughs> but the problem I, I see, I think I can spot in our generation or at least like us as Africans is that we like to think that we know the solution to all our problems because some of us are very aware of like what's going on and we can see it. Mm. We can, we mm. probably even have the solutions in hand but then where is that taking us as a continent like how are we moving forward with knowing do you get what i mean because where's the action to all the knowledge that we have i guess that's when you have to start creating more things like uh for example by the way i must congratulate you guys on this podcast because it's a very good initiative no one's ever told me that oh my god It's a great way to start open-mindedness. Like Tiffany just said, we think we know, but we can never know enough until we keep knowing. When you guys reach the 50th podcast or the 100th podcast, you will realize how much perspectives you have on global issues because you've heard from different peoples. Yeah, mm-hmm. different perspectives. Uh, it's important, yeah. Different perspectives. And if you can make this podcast actually grow viral. It will try to bring out questioning among us people who are supposed to make a change in the world. I I totally agree with you. I I really do believe in the power of conversation, but I specifically believe in the power of conversation that changes things, that puts into action. Like, honestly, the the goal of the podcast as what you're doing with your deck conference is really to eventually get to a point where you can start making changes. Like, you know how, like, when you first started your conference, you, you guys were actually really, as you mentioned, just talking. But then you're at the point where you now can fund people's educations Mm -hmm. you can actually go into schools and be talking about like their careers and you are changing like actual people's lives now and you can see that it's just i think we just need to find a way to not always stop at twitter conversations Mm. to not just get gratification from talking about it but actually putting it into action so i think it's important to always step back and ask yourself all this talk that I'm talking like what changes is it making you get what I mean yeah Yeah. it's so important so what what's the biggest thing that you've learned from like doing this conference having the association I guess the biggest thing I've honestly learned is to be spontaneous to be able to I too can be spontaneous um, if you want to fly me out. Imama, can you please stop marketing yourself? I'm so <laughs> <excited>. <laughs> ah. Sorry, go ahead, Catherine. <laughs> uh, I've learned how to be able to manage my own needs and my team's needs and the other people's needs. Because nobody wants to hear that, oh my God, I slept late yesterday. Oh my God, I was in a car accident yesterday. Oh my God. Nobody wants excuses. Everybody wants the work done. So, spontaneity. You have to be in Uganda whether you've missed your flight, but you have to find a way. 
to get someone. Is that what happened? Uh, I missed my flight when I was going to Ghana, but oh. I had to find someone to represent to me. represent you. There was not only I missed my flight or I did this or I did that and did that. I had to be very spontaneous. The bills are gonna come in at the same time. One school is going to tell you they can't make it at the same time. Someone is going to say the speaker is spoiled. <laughs> when you All deal with issues. Africa, you have to be spontaneous. <laughs> you have to be very spontaneous and ready for anything. So this association has really taught me not to work according to emotions. Mm. Mm. Spontaneous. Important styles. Yeah. But I think it's so cool that you've gotten to go to different African nations. Like you mentioned Ghana, Rwanda, Kenya, Kenya Uganda. Uganda. Yeah, so far. When are you coming to Nigeria? I said coming. Mm, when are you going, going to Nigeria? Invite, invite us. Invite us. No, no, no. There. Dead ass. Dead ass. Like, <laughs> if you're actually going to Nigeria, like, let me know and I'll join you. I promise. I'm working wait, on wait. it. I'm working on it. Let yeah, me not say sure. I promise, but I... I have promised. <laughs> okay. Actually, Catherine, quick question. Yes. Where are you from? Uganda. I'm from Uganda. Ooh, cool. Cool. Yeah. But I know you went to school in Kenya, right? No, I went to British school in Uganda. But I've been to Kenya for the United Nations. Maybe that's why you probably confused. That's why it. I probably confused. But I know that, like, I've had conversations with a lot of, like, Ugandans, and they say that it's very common for them to go to school in Kenya. Yeah, it's just right next to us. It's like you guys going to Ghana. True, true. Yeah. But, like, what have you seen in the different places that you've been to? Because that's di- two different regions now. You've been East Africa and then West Africa. Do you see any commonalities in, like, the problems that we have? A lot of them. A lot of them. The biggest one is attitude. Huh? Africa would be very far right now, but the attitude... I don't know how we are going to make a change in that, but one of our next goals as uh, the people I work with, including you people, mm-hmm. we need to change the attitude of our countries. Attitude in what um, sense? Like what part of the mindset. attitude has a problem? Mindset. Mindset. Mm, okay. Yes. The mindset of uh, going to school, getting a degree, getting a job. Oh, I can see. I can see it. True I can story. see what you mean. Okay. That makes sense. <laughs> In Nigeria, going to school, graduating and no job still. <laughs> exactly. Because right now, we have, <laughs> we have so many, uh, visited my country a couple of times. We have so many jobless youth. And the only things they're doing right now is maybe partying and going to the club. They are not trying to come up with uh, startups, visions, making things come to life mm. because of the attitude. Loki, we're starting to sound like parents now. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's a self check, right? It's like you have to. I feel like you get it's to a, that age where you have to check yourself and be like, actually, what am I doing? What are we doing? doing. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, just to reverse the question, actually, at what point did you? Um, and what inspired you? I'm sorry, I know you're asking me, but hey, she so she flipped it on what? us. Okay, Catherine. What inspired you, Tiffany? First of all, no one's ever asked us this question. <laughs> so, like, you are our favorite guest. I'm joking, no. <laughs> I'm joking, but like that, it's pretty cool that like you're also inquisitive. 
Um, for me, I think it was, I think it was mostly history. I think there's a frustration that you get when you read history, like historical accounts, maybe like 30 years ago, and then you look to today's world and you see the exact same issues that are going on. And you wonder why we haven't learned from the past, why Mm -hmm. we haven't learned from our mistakes and why we are where we are, especially when you come to a developed nation and then you see that you can excel in these nations. But for some reasons, if you stay back in your home country, you might not go as far. So it's not, it's not really necessarily about you as a person. It's something about our environment that's not allowing us to move forward. And mm-hmm. I just, I, I, I don't know why we're where we are. I do know why, but like, it's so complex that I, I want to try to see how we can come out of it, I guess. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. And I feel like for me, I mean, it was more, it was obviously Matilda and Hadiz's idea. I feel like for me, it's like, I like good things. <laughs> like, no, like, okay, let, let, let me explain it better. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I like great ideas. Like, I like when people come and they're like, like, this is your whole debt conference stuff. Excellent, beautiful. 10 out of 10 would recommend. I love it. Yeah. Like the Africa Calypso podcast idea. I absolutely love really good ideas. And I feel like I'm somebody that has like a lot of ideas and like just like a lot. I feel like I can give to whatever it is that I insert myself in. So when like Matilda obviously came with this idea, I'm like, you know what? This is great. Like, you know, how about you do this? How about you do that? And all that fun stuff. So it's like, I just kind of like throwing ideas at people, especially when they come with a base plan. I'm like, okay, like, you know, throw ideas at them. Like, you know, let's basically, let's do this and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yeah. And I mean, I guess like obviously throw ideas with obviously the same goal as Matilda had. Like, you know, just basically see why we are where we are and like how to basically educate people, you know, make people Mm -hmm. more aware empower people and like you know the african nation in general yeah and all that you know i think it's so crazy and i i don't know if it makes any sense i don't know if europeans ever um feel pride in being european but like i Mm. i feel like i find pride in being african African. and Mm. i think it's so weird because we, we yeah right like we have similarities but like we're not the same obviously as like the white people think that we are um But I still find it so proud. Like when I hear like Uganda or I think it's Kenya that ha- that's like very, very tech forward or, or so I think I mean, it's, it's Kenya. Rwanda, Rwanda, Rwanda too. Yeah. Like, you know, when I see their Rwanda. achievements, for some reasons, I also feel pride in it, mm-hmm. even though it's not well, Nigerian. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense. But that makes sense. I don't think Europeans or even other continents have that. Thing. Have that. But I feel like. No. It's because, like, as Africans, we've literally, first of all, we've all been clamped into one for a very long time. <laughs> like, we're like, oh, it's a country, yeah. it's a country. And, like, also, it's like yeah. just Africa as a whole. It's like we've kind of, as a whole, been like oppressed together. Like, yeah. you know, we've kind of like shared a lot Something of our similar, difficulties. similar different difficulties. Like, exactly. Similar, so it's kind of yeah. easier to be like, oh, you know what? That's my brother. My brother is doing well. So therefore, I'm doing well in a sense. I feel like, I feel like that's it. Like, we just kind of like have a lot of commonalities and stuff in like our difficulties, our, um, what do you call it? Colonization. (laughs) (laughs) And all of that. So it's like Europe and other countries don't really, like, you don't hear an Indian being like, oh, I'm proud to be Asian. Probably just going to say, I'm proud to be Indian. Yeah. So it's like, I feel like, I feel like that's it. Yeah. yeah, but it, it's really yeah. cool because like even coming here, I think in when you're in your home country, you are usually what your home country is or even your tribes before you are anything else. Fact. But I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful being able to come out of like Nigeria and then the exposure. 
yeah, be exposed to like other African cultures and realize that even when I was experiencing culture shock in first year, I would still find like, say, the next like Ugandan or Ghanaian and still mm-hmm. be able to feel at home with them. Exactly. I think exactly. it's exactly yes. That's what I really I love. Agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, Matilda, you did mention something very powerful. Um, you said that history repeats itself. True story. And I don't know what you guys think because the colonial days, like uh, Tiffany was talking about, yeah. I'm not sure if they might repeat themselves, but we have to be ready for that. Eh? Hmm. No, no, no. Go on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's taking a different form. Yeah, I think I think yeah. that's what it is. It's like I feel like it might repeat itself in a different way. way. Yeah, mm-hmm. like not in the chains way because now we're going to shoot them, <laughs> but <laughs> in like the China invading Africa way. Yo, did you guys hear about the China thing? I don't know how true the story is. Something about the African Union building that was donated by China and something about them having cameras in it that basically. Oh, I heard about that, but. I didn't really read read the story, that's, so I'm that's not hundred percent sure. I don't know sure how true it is, how but true it is. even the presence of like the Chinese, and I hate I hate like when people stigmatize other people coming into a different country. Mm-hmm. Like I I don't want to push the narrative of wow these Chinese people Lebanese people are always like in our country, but slowly slowly they are taking over the country and it's a problem when you are dependent on another nation to source everything in your country then at the end of the day they have all the power and then what what you can't even determine what goes on in your land do you get what i mean mm-hmm. yes so i, I guess that's yes. what you're saying yeah china has really invaded and they're really invading is that the um, same thing in uganda actually speaking of that there's a news article I was reading two days ago where it was talking how China is invading Uganda. We we were invaded by China and India in the 1900s, but the president we had called Idi Amin kicked them all out, and at that time is when we lost support and all that. But now history, I can see it's coming back because uh, pretty much we're about to reach 50% of our wealth is being headed by the Chinese government. Oh. And see. this is all the tech I'm talking about, the technology. We don't see it. The good elevators, the signals, the light sensors. You walk into a hotel and it buzzes you in kind of thing. Now, we are the ones to create those things. That's why we have to be aware, because China is very, very, very much aware of tech, economics, they're developing, and the business is booming. <laughs> That's deep stuff, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but for real, for real, like, we actually do have to start thinking about these things, and not just thinking, but, like, actually putting that into um, action. I think it also, with the tech, technological advancement, I think, I don't know, but there's beginning to be a very big um, tech space in Nigeria, I, specifically in Lagos. Mm-hmm. I, I can vouch for that. But the problem, maybe it's not a problem, but I don't know. I think it's a problem is that I think that what we are breeding is a bunch of workers rather than self-thinkers. Because a lot of international companies are coming to Nigeria to source Mm. cheaper labor. So a lot more people are getting into tech. But I think they are getting into tech to work for these companies rather than to solve our own problems. Do you get what I mean? 
that's that's my opinion i i haven't lived in nigeria for a couple of for a couple of years now so i think it's unfair for me to talk about what i don't have that much in depth into but if you guys are listening and you know more about this please let us know hit us up at africa lipsopod and let us know what you think about that yeah So, Catherine, before we go, tell us about, like, how people can contribute to the Debt Association. Like, what are the volunteering opportunities? How can you donate to your association? And What, what are, are the traveling op- opportunities? <laughs> Kill me now. <laughs> and upcoming events or conferences. Firstly, I would love to say, would love to have as many volunteer speakers as we can. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, everybody has a gift and an idea. If you can have any speakers who come on board and are like, I have something to say, we would like that. Number two, the next events that will come, that would also be a best way by having presence, having your presence, and if you have any upcoming uh, donations to make, we always let the public know. And, and you guys go. have a website, right? Yes, we have a website. The website is debtconference.com. Okay, so <laughs> it's debt-conference.com. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And then you guys always yeah. post like your upcoming events there. Yeah, and uh, our upcoming event is going to be in India, hopefully. India! <gasps> India! Yes. That is so cool. So, I'm gonna start posting. You can come on that one. In my mind's yes? head. Okay, thanks for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> we will work the, the details out. <laughs> That's so cool. I I think it's amazing that you're breaking into different like cultures, mm-hmm. and I guess it's nice when you do that because you start to understand the nuances of each culture and like how to approach the different problems from that view. Like it's pretty cool. Yeah. The third world countries too. Yeah, third mm-hmm. world countries. Important stuff. Important. Yeah. And do you guys have like Facebook, Twitter. Yes, we have Facebook, we have Instagram. We, don't, we have a Twitter, but it's not active. That's where it's yeah. at, girl. Get with it. <laughs> uh, what's your Instagram? Like, what's the Debt Conference Instagram? Debt Association. Debt Association. So, D-E-B-T Association. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think you can um, you can see some of the pictures and some of the progress we had. Uh, actually, another way of people contributing if they are like graphical designers or social media people, we always have people on board who have talent and we usually use them to promote our conferences. Okay, yeah. that's pretty cool. And Mama is scrolling down it now. Yeah, it's really good. I like this. I love what you're doing, Catherine. I absolutely love it. I stand. I appreciate and I love what you guys are doing as well. Um, I hope you can. <laughs> grow. Thank you. I hope you can grow your dream bigger than. Uh, you started with. Hey, Menu. We're trying. <laughs> That's the plan. None of that fun stuff. Yeah. Okay. So we do this thing on the podcast where it's lesson from the week. So it's anything that you have learned that this week has taught you. Uh, the lesson of the week, I guess, is patience. Mm. Mm. A fruit of the spirit. A fruit of the spirit, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost connected to what I was saying, a spontaneous way of things. Whenever you have something in your hands that you give into the world, you have to be patient with people. For example, this week for me, I have been waiting for my recommendation letters and all that from my bosses, as well as moving 
but my timing is not exactly the same timing as their timing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One o'clock, I do it three o'clock. I should not get frustrated because I've not gotten it. Just be patient. Mm. Just be patient. Mm, like it. Mm. So, okay. Mama, um, I feel like mine is be open to learn. Okay. Like always. Finally, something that is not enjoyable. <laughs> wow, Imama, so you can learn something else. <laughs> Honestly, you actually don't have respect for me in this life, but that's another topic for another day. <laughs> but yeah, just like be open to learn and like improve yourself in whatever it is. Like even if it's something that you are hundred percent sure of, that like you know I'm a boss at this, and y'all can't touch me and all that fun stuff. You don't know like what you can learn, so like you don't know what you can learn from the literally the next person. So be open to learn from every single person you talk to, because every single person you talk to knows something that you don't know. So be open to learn from people, from situations, from events, whatever it is. Just be open to learn, and obviously learn. <laughs> yeah. Mm. yeah. What's yeah, it? What about fun. you? That's, that's good. Thanks, I try. <laughs> um, mine is hard work eventually pays off. Mm. I guess it's, it's related to like, the, like how, like I've been busting my ass at this job. Well, I, I think I've been busting my ass. Obviously, I, everyone else doesn't look stressed. I don't know why, but I've been like stressed and putting in a lot, but I wasn't seeing anything come out of it. But like finally this week, thankfully, this job is the kind of job where you can actually measure your performance. Because like with the other jobs that I had in the past, like you would just keep working and working and you wouldn't be able to measure your, um, like how much you've learned and all of that and how much you are performing basically. But this one is where, like, is a job where like I have a meeting with my manager, like all the time. So like, I think finally this week I'm starting to see like all the hard work I've been putting into it. So yeah. So it's just keep busting your ass. Like, even though it looks like nothing is coming out of it at at some point, eventually it kind of does. Does that make sense? Like it, it kind of does. It it really does. So yeah, that's what I learned so far. Anyways, guys, thank you so much, Catherine, for coming on the podcast. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. We really appreciate it. And have yourself. Thank you so much. You thank have... you so much for having me and uh, for giving me the opportunity. You're so pleasant. Oh my ideas. gosh. <laughs> you are. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and it was a pleasure, Tiffany. It was a pleasure. Oh, it was a pleasure to meet you. I'm going to follow you on social media. <laughs> see you in India. <laughs> and see you in India. <laughs> and all other countries we're going to tour because, we, yes, uh-huh. we, of course, <laughs> Catherine and I, tour oh, buddies yeah. making differences in every single continent we go to. The debt conference. Oh, we move. We move. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. You. Bye. 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 Have a good week. 